Hi everyone, it's Allie, obviously. Welcome back to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. If you are a regular listener, then you know I just automatically, abruptly stopped recording in, I don't know, maybe May of this year. I There's a lot going on and I just like did not have the capacity to continue the podcast and I just stopped. I didn't really do anything about it. I was in a position where I just felt really burnt out and everything felt really hard and like it was a chore. And the reason I started this podcast is because I love having conversations with people and I, it just wasn't fun at the moment or it wasn't fun when I was doing it. And It was like something I had to do, not something I wanted to do. And that was never the intention behind this because this is kind of just like a passion project, I would say. I'm not getting paid for it. It's not a job. It's just, it's something fun to do. And I just love to connect with other people who are like-minded or people I look up up to. And when I was recording there was just like a lot going on behind the scenes that I couldn't share yet. And I just didn't have it in me to put out new episodes. I couldn't even like reach out to people to ask them if they wanted to be on it. I just was so in my head about it and like the very act of emailing people and maybe them saying no was just like enough to break me down. And to be honest, I'm still kind of in that position Um, this is the first episode back. I have done one interview before this and the person who I interviewed, I was like shocked that she said yes. And we had a really amazing conversation and it kind of reminded me why I really, really like doing this. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of putting this off for the last couple of weeks and I had it in my head that I have to get this done today and I have to edit it today because I'm launching. So I'm recording this on October 16th and I was like, oh, I'm launching on Wednesday. So I need to get this done. But then I just remembered that I set the date for the 25th. So I have a whole nother week to edit this and edit the other episode and reach out to more people. So I just feel a little bit of relief that I don't have to rush this and rush the editing I'm also trying to get video content out of this as well. So meaning that I am recording video for the interviews and for myself and I'm finding it really hard right now because I have to look at the camera on my computer screen and not look at myself. So if any in the content, you see my eyes just going all over the place, that's why. But I wanted this episode to kind of be like a catch up and... I'm assuming that a lot of people are going to tune in to hear why I closed my business and to kind of like hear more of the details about that. But maybe also you just want to tune in. I don't know. I I have this major fear right now that no one's going to listen and it's not even worth it to share. And I feel like that about everything about my life right now, to be honest. I don't know what to post on social media. I kind of just feel like I'm gonna assume actually I'm not gonna assume I know I just have a lot of self-sabotage going on there's just and I probably am gonna get emotional through this episode I think that's another reason why I've been putting it off because I don't really want to feel 
the feelings. I feel like when I first recognized that I was going to close the business, I was okay with the decision um, because originally it was going to be a rebrand. I had kind of let go of the idea of not doing pure balanced anymore. I just felt like, well, there's a whole bunch of components. And I think before I dive into that, I just need to take a breath for a minute. I have my coffee here and I'm just going to pretend that it's kind of like a therapy session slash I'm just getting coffee with a bunch of friends. And if you're listening, then you're my friends. And um, I don't really know where I want this podcast to go. I mean, of course, I have dreams of like being able to connect with more people and obviously trying to monetize something out of this because I think that would be amazing. And I hope that I'm someone that people enjoy talking to and I hope that I'm good at interviewing people. And I think through this process of closing my business, I've lost a ton of confidence in myself and maybe I didn't really have it in the first place, to be honest, that I'm good at things or I'm qualified to do things. And I think I'm going to dive more into that and explain why. And... Yeah, but anyway, I have my coffee with me. I I slept in this morning. I probably slept like 11 hours last night. I, yeah. <laughs> it's now starting to turn to fall, winter, and when the sun goes away and the weather changes, I feel my depression picks up. I've never been diagnosed with seasonal depression, but I 100% know I have it. Like, I find fall, winter the absolute hardest. I'm the happiest in summer, even though I'm still depressed. But I love to be outside. I love sunshine. I just, if it's a sunny day, I feel better. And I know there's a lot of us out there like that. So, anyway. Okay, let's dive into it. (sighs) I have some notes, but I'm probably just going to ramble for 45 minutes or longer. The thing with this new thing is that I can see myself and it's just, it's weird because I would just do audio before and now I'm just like looking at myself in the screen and I probably haven't talked this much in general in a long time. So I'm sure I'm going to need like some water breaks or something. And I'm recording this in a room that's like half pulled apart it's just not very inviting and that's on my to-do list. If you've been following me on Instagram, then you know that I ran Pure Balance out of my parents' house the whole time. So for five years, I've run this business out of my parents' home that I'm still living in. Um, And I originally started it in like a pretty small room and then I took over another room, and then I took over more rooms, and then I moved up to, like, the biggest room in their house, which was their bedroom, so they basically left their bedroom, so I could take it over for it to be my office, plus warehouse, I guess, and I took over another room as well, and there was just bags of clothes everywhere, and I mean, I feel like a lot of small businesses run their business out of their house as well but honestly I don't think it's a smart idea for your mental health because you never ever get a break like you're living breathing at 24 7 and when your bedroom is two steps away it's like how do you ever turn it off you can't I mean it's really hard to do that in general when you own your own business because 
you're wearing all the hats and doing all the things and I mean there's always more that you can do but anyway let's let's take it back shall we so I want to originally I want to start this whole story with why I started the business in the first place because I don't know if I even touched on this in a podcast episode and maybe you just don't know anything and you're randomly finding this podcast and if you are I hope you stick around because I think there's gonna be some really amazing conversations coming and I feel like I've learned a lot and have a lot to share with the world and I've been through hell and back and I feel like I'm still living in a bit of version of my own hell and I don't know if that's correct to say but um, it's just how I feel right now. And so maybe you don't even know about me closing my business or what Pure Balance is, but I'm just going to do a little synopsis. Is that the right word? A little snapshot of what happened. So in 2018, actually, I'd say like 2017, 2016, 17, I always wanted to create my own business. It was never going to be a clothing brand. Originally, it was going to be a fitness studio. And in 2016, I think, I moved back home from living in the States where I went to school. I went to school on a swimming scholarship in Kentucky. And then um, once I graduated, I went to Boston for a little bit and I hated my life there. (laughs) So I left and I went back to Kentucky until my visa expired, basically. I tried to stay there. Like me thinking... I was going to be able to make that happen was just not realistic. So anyway, I came back home. At this point, I think I'm 22, maybe, or 23, maybe 23. I can't, I don't even know. Um, And I was kind of in the early stages of my eating disorder. I don't want to say early, early stages. I was like in it, but I wasn't fully in it yet. Um... But anyway, my next focus on life was to create my own fitness studio. It was going to be a bar studio because that's what I was doing in Kentucky. I really loved the workout. I was teaching it and Kingston, where I'm from, didn't have that. So I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'll just create my own. And so I started a business plan, met with people about it, looked at spaces, like was full on ready to go. Obviously didn't have the money to do this, so I needed some sort of loan. I had no savings. I had no money for myself because I was barely making any money in the U.S. And then I came home. And so obviously I needed to get another job, which I was super against because... All I wanted to do was start my own business. So I was like, why would I get another job when I'm just going to start my own business? But, you know, like money. Um, So then I started working in a retail store and was doing that while I was like dreaming up my business. But as I was dreaming up this business and kind of following the steps, I started to get uh, quite ill when it came to my eating disorder and just my mental health. Became very depressed. um, And... My eating disorder took over my life from there, and I think I went into outpatient treatment, oh my gosh, I don't even know, 20, maybe 2017. There was a process to get into there, and I think it was 2017 that I went into that. I feel like the first episode of this podcast, like way back, the first episode I released, 
kind of dives more into this and a little bit more into my background. So if you haven't listened to that, you can always go back and listen. But the first treatment was outpatient. It wasn't very strict. I was still working. I mean, I was still like acting in behaviors of my eating disorder, still working out a lot, restricting, doing all those things. And then um, that was not working for me. So I had to get on wait lists for a more intense treatment. So one where I would actually like go there and Anyway, the process to get into that was 10 months. So through that 10 months, I just got sicker and sicker. And basically the treatment I was going to in Kingston was just kind of like keeping me alive until I got a spot basically. And that happened in June of 2018. Still through this process, I really wanted my own business. And I kind of like... As I realized there was very little help for people with eating disorders, maybe I thought I would start my own nonprofit and I would have these t-shirts that would have hidden hidden messages on the inside of the shirt. And it was just kind of like, people didn't need to know that anything was going on with you because all of these illnesses are very invisible. So it's really hard to know if you're, if there's anything going on with you. And I thought, well, if people who are really struggling and, and were, were in the same position as I was where they were waiting for so long to get treatment, then maybe like they could get this benefit that I thought they could. And so anyway, I'm going to skip ahead because I, I've gone into all this detail before. Come August 2018, I was getting ready to get discharged. I'd already done like the, like, day hospital treatment and then I went into a transition program which was basically transitioning you back into real life. Real life was like a new approach now though so I mean I feel like I can do a podcast episode on my treatment and how everything that went down for me. Um, So as I'm going through this process I realized that I want to start my own business and I already had the name Pure Balanced because I had a blog called Al Balanced. So A-L and then Balanced with an X. And basically that was like my treatment, my eating disorder diary. I don't even know. I think I deleted everything on it, which I would be interested to try and find because I'm sure it's really depressing. Um... So when I was leaving treatment, like one of my last challenges was to purchase a t-shirt and go get it printed somewhere locally. I had a logo made and on the inside of the shirt, I had, it was like an X and it said, I am strong with an X and I got that printed. I also randomly got connected to someone through Instagram to a printer in Nova Scotia. And the business started with blank t-shirts and the logo of Pure Balance, the original first logo was on the chest on the left hand side, I think. And then we realized that printing it wasn't going to really like work as well because you would see it from the outside and that wasn't the thing I wanted. So I came up with the affirmation tags, which is really what part of the thing that was like so big about the business was the affirmation tag. So from the outside, you just saw the logo, but when you flipped over the tag, it had an affirmation. So I started with, I am strong because 
That's something I tried to carry with me when I was going through treatment and pure balance really came out of my whole eating disorder treatment experience. And then that became the identity for the brand. So my whole eating disorder background was kind of like how we pitched the business, how a lot of the stuff that I talked about was with my eating disorder, mental health was a big focus, and then the whole X and the affirmations, like that all came from that as well. So (laughs) skipping five years ahead, almost five years ahead, I kind of, there's a lot that went on from then until now. Um, I started the business with no money. So I was fresh out of treatment. I didn't have a job. I was already in debt because I had a line of credit that I was using for treatment um, while my treatment was covered through OHIP, which is why it took 10 months to get in. I was doing it in um, Mississauga, which is about two and a half with traffic, sometimes three hours away from my house. So I had to find somewhere to stay. So I stayed at an Airbnb, which was like a basement of someone's house. <sighs> um, I don't even know how much that cost, but I was away for, I think, 17 weeks. So what's that, like three and a half months? Um, so I had to pay for all that. I also refused to take the bus, so I would drive to the hospital every day, and parking was a nightmare. Like, it was so expensive. I don't even remember how much it cost, but it was a good chunk of money, so I would pay for that. Um, and then, obviously, like, gas. I would drive home every weekend. I was fortunate enough that I could do that. Um, so, anyway, I had this kind of, like, built-up. I was getting EI at the point, um, and I think that kind of helped with maybe gas and parking. Um, So I was getting EI, but that only lasted so long. And then once I left treatment, I tried to find a job. And anyway, so I was in the negative already. I had no money into my savings account because when I was working previously, I wasn't saving any money. I was living like I wasn't going to have a future because I didn't think I was going to make it. So I would just like spend money. If I had it, I would spend it. I would buy clothes because I was working at a retail store. Um, I was like using that line of credit to buy clothes, which was just not smart. Um, But yeah, I just, I didn't have a future for myself. I didn't see myself having a future. So I didn't see it worth it to save money for a future, like for an apartment or anything like that. That just wasn't on my priority list. So I wasn't putting any effort into it. Um, so I actually got connected. I can't remember how this happened, to be honest. With um, an organization called Rise. And they give out loans to people who basically, like, to qualify, you have had... I think you can't get money from a bank and I think you had to have a mental illness or something along those lines. So anyway, you could get up to, I think, $6,000, but they basically told me that my business wasn't going to be profitable, so I couldn't go for the higher amount, but I did end up getting $2,500. So that's what I started the business with. 
which is nothing, but it, I think I could order t-shirts. I don't even remember how much the original order was. And I mean, I was selling them. I don't know how much I was selling them for. I don't even know if I was making a profit at this point, to be honest. So anyway, that's how the business started. And from there, I got another loan about a year later. Uh, not even a year later, like the summer after through Futurepreneur. And that's when I realized like, oh, actually, I want to create my own designs. I want everything to be made in Canada. Oh, like I need to put money into marketing and all this kind of stuff. But I never, I rushed into it. And that's my personality is to like rush into things and think that like if I have an idea in my head, I'm just like hyper fixated on it and I'm going to do it. And I don't care what anybody's going to say. And this is what got me in a lot of trouble down the line and still does to this day, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I really just thought like the business I was going to create was going to be super successful and make me a shit ton of money. I thought having a business was glamorous. I thought Everything I thought I saw from the outside, like being busy was the way of life, like constantly being in meetings, doing this and this and this, like I just thought I was set. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit not long after, so my business didn't really get like situated until maybe November 2019 and then the pandemic hit and then there was a focus on like shopping small business made in Canada and I did masks right away and then that got like some traction and I was doing joggers and sweaters to start out with so I was already in the right track but still through this time I had never learned anything about budgeting I'd never learned how to like price things properly I all these things I thought I was supposed to be doing I didn't necessarily need to be doing and also, like, my background is with being an athlete. I grew up as an athlete. I was a swimmer. I went to a different school. I Swimming was my life. And then I got sick. And being sick was my life. Like, having an eating disorder, that was my identity. And then I threw myself into this business. So my identity became pure balanced. That's just who I was. And I had to, like, share my eating disorder story over and over and over. And I still just was like, I don't want to keep talking about this, but that was the way to get traction to the business. People seemed to relate to it. People, um, that kind of helped with like PR and stuff like that. So we just kind of had to like keep going in that direction. So through this process, I found it really hard to separate myself from the business to separate the business's successes and failures from how I felt about myself and who I was. I set really high unrealistic goals for the business and ultimately for myself and if I didn't hit them then I would really beat myself up and just feel like super unworthy just that I was a failure and when you're constantly living in this state of mind and have this amount of pressure on yourself, it's really unhealthy. So this was like, I would say it really picked up like 2020, 2021, 2022. And then I would say 2023 was a little different. I'm going to get to that. But 
2020, 2021 was probably the peak and 2022 was tough as well, but I would say 2021 was the hardest. I compared myself a lot to other brands. I saw what other brands were doing. I saw them selling out on their launch days. I saw them having so many different designs that I would dream of creating. I saw them making so many units and selling them through, sharing how much money they were making, sharing all these things. And I saw everything they were doing and I wanted it as well, really bad. And it was like an envy, a jealousy, but it was just like, a well, if they can do it, I can do it too. I never clued into the fact that Number one, when it comes to businesses, we never actually know what's going on. Like you never know how much money they have backing them. You never know if what they're saying is real. You never know if they're going into debt doing what they're doing. Like nothing is real. I'm going to just point that out there. Nothing is real. And we truly don't know what's going on in people's lives. Like I would see the founders like doing this, that, and that and having so much money. And I was just like, well, I should be able to get that too. Like, why can't I get that? Like, if I'm similar and I'm doing everything right, what I thought was right, then why is it not happening for me as well? So it was just this really unhealthy state of mind, I feel like. And it was super isolating. Like, the pandemic was already isolating. I'm living at home I'm working by myself for myself. I'm not really seeing anybody else because we're in lockdown on and off for a couple of years. And I don't have anybody really to connect with that's like going through similar situations. And I just kind of fell into this, I don't even know, like state of mind, bubble, this way of life, I guess, where I just felt very isolated and very lonely. And I don't know, maybe things would have been different if I had a partner through this. I have no idea, but that wasn't what it was like for me. So it just kind of ended the way it ended. So through this process, I I never had capital to back the business. So I had to constantly take out loans and I was just trying to get money wherever I could, to be honest, to like keep the business going, but to also invest in more inventory, to bring out new styles, to invest in PR, marketing, Facebook ads, like all the shit. And I was doing so many things because I thought I had to and because everybody else with was without even really diving deep into financials. And I have a horrible relationship with money. Like, I will not lie about that because I think I'm like finally, well, I know I'm finally coming into realization that I have to change things because of the situation I'm in right now. But I'm one of those people that I refuse to look at the bank account. Um, But I was constantly stressed about sales. Like, I mean, all day, every day. I would check the emails The morning I woke up, I would be on it all the time, just praying to see orders come in. And I was seeing other businesses just blow up and it wasn't happening really for me or it wasn't happening to the level that I wanted it to happen, I should say. I, every launch, I hated it. I hated every launch. I absolutely hated it because I never hit the goal that I wanted. I 
would hit a, a sales goal. For, I mean, I would have a sales goal for the launch and I would never hit it. Like it was just, it was so unrealistic for what I was setting. And it just really dictated what I felt about myself and what I felt about the business. And that's just kind of what I carried through the whole time I was running Pure Balance was just kind of like this insane pressure a really unhealthy amount of stress on myself and just kind of like financial stress is like one of the worst stressors and it's what I felt the whole time running this business and it was just kind of it just really made me feel like a big failure and that's the reason I stuck on for so long and held on because I thought the worst thing I can do at this point is give up and close the business because then what do I do? Who am I? And I could just never picture my life without pure balance in it. And I just thought that that was going to be what I did forever. And I just always dreamed of having my own warehouse. I almost even got one when I didn't have the money to even go in that direction. Like I just envisioned driving my Tesla to the warehouse, having a puppy there, like having the business when I have kids and like having a nanny and bringing the kids to the business, like to the warehouse. It just, what you envision in your head of how things are supposed to go is never going to actually be the way life works. It's never going to be the way that things pan out for us and we get so caught up on the way that things are supposed to be that we lose sight of what we're living in right now and I think what I did was really cool even though I still look back on it and kind of like wish I didn't sometimes because I think maybe if I did something else I would be in a different position right now but running Pure Balance really taught me a lot. I feel like I grew a lot as a person and I don't know, maybe if the business didn't happen through a pandemic, who knows what it could have happened. But I think I still, knowing who I am and the personality I have and just the way of, the way I think about things, I still think things would have turned out pretty much the same, to be honest. So I don't think that would have changed a lot. But running the business was really hard. And... I sometimes wish like a lot of people knew what it takes to run a business and especially to do it by yourself and to do it with no budget and to do it with very little money and I mean things are changing there's definitely a lot of things that are different now than there was when I started the business and things that you could rely on to get sales at the beginning I couldn't do at the end it's just but that's the way of life. Everything is evolving. Everything is changing. So anyway, 2022 was hard because sales were dropping down and I had so much inventory and I had so much debt to pay off and I was just really in over my head and I just didn't see how I was going to get out of it. Um, I thought I saved the business in August when I did had a viral moment. But the thing was like, it was cool to hit a thousand orders, but it didn't happen out of like one of my products going viral or people finding my business and falling in love with it. It happened out of desperation. Like it was just kind of like I'm surrendering and 
the city was save it or it could do nothing. And at the point, it did kind of save it, but it was just everyone was purchasing things at a stupid amount of sale. And it's hard to build a customer base when all they do is purchase things on sale. And that's a lot of like to do with consumerism and kind of the way that society is right now, because the big brands who dictate how we kind of look at shopping and finding things are doing sales all the time. And it trains your mind to believe that why would I purchase something at regular price when I can just get it on sale? So why would I act differently with a small business compared to a big business? I mean, that's a whole different story. (laughs) And I don't really want to go in that direction right now. But I just feel like that's kind of like the direction we were going in. And It was really hard to sell things at regular price. And then with inflation, the cost of just creating a product was insane. Like some of those last dresses that I did, which were absolutely stunning and I love them and I'm going to cherish them forever, were costing up to $100 to create a dress. And like, that's just not sustainable. So that's why it's so hard to make things in Canada. And I will spill the tea, absolutely, that a lot of Canadian brands don't fully make everything in Canada. They slap labels on it that say made in Canada, but it's not actually made in Canada. I won't list the brands, but I'm just going to put that out there. And so that was getting harder and harder to do. And the whole pure balance part of it, I was like losing connection to. I didn't want to have this story of my eating disorder in my past be front and center anymore. I just kind of wanted to like let go of it and not talk about it anymore. I was kind of like, I wanted to let go of the loungewear. I wanted to let go of the sweatsuits. I wanted to go into a new direction of kind of like almost beachwear, but I wanted it to be more elevated. Like I loved the linen styles I did and the cotton gauze and the dresses. And that's the direction I wanted to go in. I was most likely going to stop making in Canada because it was getting too expensive. And my dream was to be able to bring my brand to New Zealand and Australia. And through that, I would have to wholesale. And there's just no way I could have had the margins to do that without charging like up to 300 to 400 dollars for a dress that you could make for a quarter of the price overseas so it was just kind of like there were so many aspects to it that I just knew that pure balance was not going to be pure balance anymore and I was okay with that I recognized that I was okay with letting go with pure balance and I wanted to rebrand and start a whole new brand Anyway, through this process, I still had a lot of debt that was tied to Pure Balanced, and unfortunately, it's not easy to let go of that. So I recognized that Slash came to the decision that closing down was ultimately the best thing to do for myself, and the way I was living and what it had, the effects it had on my health and just the amount of stress that I was under and pressure and just kind of like how unhappy I was, was no longer worth it. It was really hard to come to that decision because there was so much shame that I had created for myself around closing and it felt like I was giving up and it felt like Like, we learned from such a young age to never give up. And 
if you really want something, you won't give up. Especially with a business. It's like, oh, it takes five years to even like get a foundation down. And yeah, I understand that. But it would be five years in December and I still would have been struggling. And the whole act of proving yourself to other people is where the unhappiness lies, I feel like. If I would have not given up, it would have not been for myself. It would have been so I proved to other people that I could have created a really successful business. And maybe the business wasn't ultimately successful to my standards, but maybe it was to other people. And at the end of the day, I knew deep down that I didn't want to do this anymore. And I just did not want to believe it. When I was in New Zealand in January... It was like the least amount of stress I'd felt in the last five years, probably, since I started the business. And it's because I wasn't doing it. I And I just thought to myself, like, I am so happy here. Why don't I just move here? But I can't because I'm tied to a business. I could never do anything because I was tied to the business. I wanted to make sure I was there for an order, like I wanted to ship that out straight away, or I would answer an email straight away, answer a DM straight away, like I just could not step away from it. And I just thought that if I stepped away from it, everything would fall apart. And I just don't, I just knew that I was just like really drowning in it, and I still didn't want to accept it and I didn't accept it until May and that's when I realized like no I can't do this anymore and I don't know now I'm about two months after from announcing the closing and I do really miss it I really miss I absolutely love designing clothes like And I'm going to say, I don't have a massive designing background. Like, I don't know how to do all the fancy things. I just, like, really love bringing things to life. I love fabrics. I love, like, clothes and new products. And I just didn't love the amount of pressure I put on myself. I didn't love, like, the mindset I had around it. And I think if I were ever to do a business ever again, I would approach it very differently and I would not make it my full thing. I would have another job going on where I had a steady income and I would start my business as like a side project and a passion project until it could ever get to the point where it could give me a stable income because it never did. And that's the other thing with Pure Balanced. I never got a salary from it. Um, There was a point in time where I was paying myself, but I couldn't afford to do it. So most of the time I would just put the money back into the business, which is, (laughs) I never put myself first because I always thought like it would happen whenever we hit this much in sales. It would happen when this happened. And, but you're constantly like when you have no running capital, you, Every dollar you make goes back into the business. And for a lot of me, my problem was that I got these really stupid high interest loans. So I was never actually making profit because it was constantly going to pay off these loans. So my future was never actually created through Pure Balance. 
I didn't have a future. I was not making a salary. I was maybe getting $500 a month. That's it. And like that can pay for my phone bill, my car insurance, my car payments. And that's about it. I was living off credit cards. And now I'm dealing with the consequences. Now I'm paying off the debt. And I'm going to have a really tough year doing that. And it's was a wake-up call for me to realize, like, you can't keep living this way. Like, you can't do this anymore. And I wish... I don't know. I don't want to actually look back and wish I did things differently because I can't go back and do things differently. I think that, I think some of the questions I get is like, when are you going to start your next business? Or when's your next business coming? Or are you still going to be an entrepreneur? And I think a hundred percent. Yes. Like I think that I have that in my mind and whenever I figure out what my next moves are going to be, I, I love helping other people with their business and this is kind of where the confidence come in, comes in. Like, I always see other businesses and see like, oh, you should be doing this or this or this. But I sometimes feel like I'm not qualified to give people advice because it didn't work for me. And because my business failed. And that's how I feel. And maybe over time things are going to change. And I really hope they do because I've definitely learned a lot through running my own business. I think you pick up a lot of skills when you do it. And especially when you do it alone, you have to teach yourself a lot. You don't really have anyone to rely on or fall back on. Um, and I, I did that the whole time. Like obviously learned about a lot about social media, but now I'm at the standstill where I can't even post on social media because I don't know what to talk about. And the whole act of like creating a brand out of myself I feel very inconvenient right now and I know that's like kind of like harsh and sad to say but it's the self-sabotage for me I think right now and just the confidence I don't have in myself and I think I have to come into a mindset and a place of acceptance of like this is where I'm at right now I just turned 30. I never, ever envisioned myself to be where I am. I always envisioned by the time I'd be 30, I'd have kids. Like, my dream is to be a mom. My ultimate dream. And it's been my dream probably since I was, like, seven years old. I've had a baby doll that whole time. And I would buy real baby clothes and dress up the baby doll. And I used to do this thing where I would be on our laptop, I mean, on our computer when we had dial up like way back, probably like 10 years old. And I would be on a website. I think it was like Nickelodeon.com. I don't know. And I would sit there and shop, not actually shop, but just like go through things and add things to cart and be like, oh, I'm getting this for this kid and I'm getting this for this kid. I have always just dreamed of being a mom. Like I... I want kids so bad and through my eating disorder I that got stripped away from me because I was in a position where I was absolutely petrified of gaining weight so I just I knew I would never be able to have kids because I would never be able to accept my body changing and gaining weight to be pregnant um I'm not like that anymore I think that having a baby and my body growing a human will be a really beautiful experience for me, but I'm not there yet. I am very much single. I very much can't afford to have a child. And 
at some points, I think I'm just going to do it solo and maybe that's what's going to happen to me. I'm going to have to have a baby by myself. And ultimately, I will do that if the time comes, if I have not met my person to have that, to have my kids with. But I don't want that to be the case, but I will do that if I have to because I will not die without being a mom. Anyway, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but... I lost my train of thought of, of how I even got to whole, like, being a mom. Shit. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> oh, the whole being 30 and not having what I wanted? Here's the thing with that. We only believe that because society has told us that our 30s seem to be a position where, like, you have to grow up really fast our 20s are kind of like, okay, you figure your shit out, like, you make a lot of mistakes, you're, you're still partying, you're still having fun, but now it's like, you gotta, you gotta figure things out earlier and earlier, but here's the reality, you don't actually have to, like, what's the average lifespan that a human has, probably till they're, like, 75, 80, 85, 90, maybe, 30 is like 60 years away from being 90. 30 is 50 years away from being 80. So why are we so stuck on the 30s? So I, I'm 30. I live at home with my parents. I'm dying to have my own space, but I can't afford to because of all the things that I did in my 20s. And... Of course, I want so many different things out of life. I want to travel. I want to have a partner. I want to be in a relationship. And, you know, the whole, like, everything happens for a reason. And your time will come. Like, that's always such a hard pill to swallow and a hard thing to hear of the fact that it will happen when it's supposed to. And maybe that is the right thing. Like, I don't know what having this business and what I've learned is going to bring me in the future, but I just hope and pray that it's going to bring me the life that I've always dreamed of and think I deserve of, deserve, I should say. And I think that's the issue here is that I don't know what life I want and I don't really know what life I deserve. I don't know. I dream of being financial, having financial freedom, but I don't even know what that looks like. I haven't got clear on that yet. And I don't think we need to rush into anything. Like after we go through a massive life change, it's always, what are you going to do next? Or what's next for you? Or I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And I think it's just like as humans that what that's what we do. But that's also a lot of pressure to put on someone to be like, I whatever you do next is going to be amazing. Like, I can't wait to see what you do next. And it's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do next that's going to stop having my own business, even though ultimately it was really hard and maybe that's not a big thing to other people. I think running your own business is a big thing, but for what's next for me, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I still struggle to figure out, like, what I'm supposed to do on a day-to-day -day basis right now. Um, there's also a lot of other things going on that I don't want to share publicly. And maybe down the line I will. But 
for right now, I'm just trying to get through the days. <laughs> and I know that it's fall and we're going to be getting into winter. And I know that's going to even be harder on my mental health. And I don't know. I feel this urge to rush into things and just to like make something of myself really fast. And to grow my Instagram accounts, to get on TikTok and grow that and to try and push out as much content as I can, but I'm just not doing it because I just don't feel the joy to do it right now. And actually you're here in the next episode is that we talk about the fact that when you're so concerned about doing something and caring what other people think, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for them. And I think in life to feel the most amount of joy, we have to do things for ourselves. We have to do them because they bring us happiness and we have to do them because we enjoy it. If you're doing something that you are proving to someone else that you can do it or you think it's gonna, I don't know, make you seem like someone that you want to like paint a picture of to other people, I don't think that's what we're here for. I really believe that we're on this planet at a time together to connect with each other and to be real about things and I think that's also a really hard thing to do but I don't know I just hope that whatever comes next for me I feel happy in and I feel like more okay to be myself because I still don't feel like that like I still feel like I need to prove myself to people and I need to be like someone else to be accepted and loved and yeah so the process of closing the business was ultimately for myself and for my mental health and it wasn't giving up and I'm gonna say that right here so then I can also believe it for myself even though sometimes it really does feel like I gave up I really didn't have an option because the way it was going was just going to put me into a deeper darker hole and I think that when things start to affect our health and we don't have anybody else to like help us out life is short and I kind of hate that saying, but it is. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And if you're stuck doing something every day that's kind of sucking the energy out of you and any kind of joy and happiness that you feel like you can bring into this world, maybe it's not the right thing. So anyway, I don't know if all that made sense. I don't really know if you're going to follow it, but... That is a little bit into why I decided to close the business and for what's next for me, I still don't know. Um, but I think I'm just going to keep working on trying to find small joys in my day and create new small goals. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I really love to connect with people so if you hear this and maybe you've gone through something similar please connect with me on Instagram um, because I love talking to people who have gone through similar things and I just love breaking down the barrier of like I feel so intimidated by people and I hope that no one feels like that about me because I'm 
not <laughs> that kind of person. I feel like I have, um, I put up a shield, but I, I'm afraid to talk to people and I have such social anxiety and I'm afraid to speak in real life about how I actually feel and I feel sometimes like I'm inconvenienced to people and I don't actually share what's actually going on and how I'm actually feeling because I always think that someone else has it worse than me or like I'm an inconvenience, but I think that's what I need to work on for my next steps is to just kind of recognize that I'm worthy of having everything I want and I'm worthy of being myself and I'm worthy of being okay with where I'm at because I can dream and change and try and change where I'm at right now, but I can't actually because where I'm at is the position I've put myself in after the last few years and I just have to recognize that the next year is going to be difficult and getting through it is going to be hard but fighting against it only makes me feel worse and only makes me feel inconvenient and unworthy and just kind of like a waste of space and I know that's really depressing but it's kind of what goes on in my brain sometimes. So anyway, I thank you so much for hanging on while I finally took the time to bring the podcast back. Um, I thank you for your excitement. I thank you for supporting me. I thank you for being here and listening. And I hope that if you felt any way I feel that this made you feel less alone and more connected with someone in the world and I just want to say I love you and if you're going through a hard time or struggling in any way and you want someone to talk to please reach out but also know that you're never alone. I know it feels like it's really impossible to feel that sometimes but trust me you're not alone even though things are really isolating. So thank you so much for being here and I'm so excited to bring you new episodes every Wednesday. And we're back. I am so excited for the podcast to be back. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. As always, if you love this episode or you have fallen in love with the podcast, maybe, hopeful thinking, hint, hint, I would so appreciate it if you could subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, leave a review if you love this episode or if any of the other episodes have touched you or you've been able to take something away. You can also share this episode with a friend if you feel like maybe they can relate to something that I talked about. And as always, I love connecting with all of you. So you can find me on Instagram or wherever. I guess Instagram is probably the best place, but you can connect with me either through the podcast account or my account. So the podcast account is feeling good, sometimes pod, and then find me at balanced with an X underscore Allie and send a DM and I would love to connect with you or feel free to share anything that you found helpful from this episode and tag me or feeling good sometimes. Anyway, I so appreciate you and I'm sending you lots of love and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.